Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast today. I'm Grace um, and uh, it's so great to have you back. Um, today we'll be talking about the interesting perspectives we encounter um, in different stories, like folk stories, um, the things, even songs. So the things I notice whenever my husband is singing some songs to our 18-month-old and the things he notices when, for example, I'm giving, like I'm telling a story from my culture about um, maybe like a bedtime story. Uh, so yeah, we just notice the differences and uh, it can be quite entertaining and also sometimes uh, it's, a, it's sort of an opportunity to start philosophizing about what these stories mean um as far as the first one i can think of um that i find really really odd <laughs> is a uh, mother duck story so that song um i'm gonna sing um so prepare your ears it goes um five little ducks went out one day over the hill and far away mother duck said quack 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 and four little ducks came back home something like that sorry i butchered it so uh it goes on and on with like one less duck like baby duck coming back to its mother every day until the last day there's no babies coming back <laughs> and then um eventually mother duck is sad and she goes up the hill and looks for her babies and they all come back and so i think i thought that was really funny that mother duck didn't notice the first time like four kids came back only four out of her five kids came back and until none of them came back and then she was suddenly sad and went looking for them um but you know my son loves that song so we sing it anyway Another really odd <laughs> uh, story that uh, my son loves this book because it's got three bears and Goldilocks, but Goldilocks like kind of budges into into their houses and um, into their house of the bears and kind of eats their food, sleeps in their bed, and then just kind of runs off. <laughs> that is a very interesting story to me because um, I don't know. It's just odd that. Uh, Goldilocks is hanging out by herself and then sees the house she's like huh my stomach is rumbling and like sleeps in all their beds and just like does all this odd things so I wonder what goes on in the kids minds when they hear this um, another thing from my perspective another story that I find really funny is the one about I think there's like pigs or piglets three little pigs uh and then there's a fox and the fox sort of huffs and puffs and eats the pigs. So I don't know if I heard the wrong version of the story. And, and except the one pig who lives in a brick house or something like a stone house that will not um, fall off and fall apart from all the huffing and puffing of the, the bad, big bad fox. I don't know, like some of those stories I find kind of scary for kids, but I guess... It's just really interesting. Uh, I was not ex really exposed to those stories before I came to the US and I just I find them quite entertaining and hilarious and I wonder if kids actually think about it. Um, so on the other part of that, um, I also have 
stories that my husband finds really strange <laughs> uh, from like African folk stories that I don't even remember where I heard them. I think I was really young the last time, like when I heard them. And I think maybe I was in like elementary school and we were just reading like part of literature, English or something. Um, in Kenya, it's called primary school. Um, and one of these stories is like, it starts with sort of a preamble it says a long long time ago there was an old woman and she was sort of stranded on the side on the side of a river and uh, she needed help crossing the river she was stranded she's old and frail and there was this big strong man who could just like whisk her off her feet and put him put her on his back and just easily carry her over across the sort of across the river and this kind young man basically just carries the woman but the woman's claws suddenly sink into this man's shoulders and she never lets go i don't remember how that story ends but my husband uh, when I, I just told that story like i was just absent-minded and then he was like oh my gosh how terrifying <laughs> um and so yeah i think that's just like an example of something that we whenever we talk we realize how different cultures we come from um another story is about um a ceremony so uh, a long time ago like in the rural african sort of tribes think about i think when I watched um, Black Panther, I thought it was pretty accurate. The portrayal of the different tribes being pretty much sovereign, having chiefs. So that is how uh, Kenya used to be a very long time ago. Um, and each of the sort of the tribes sometimes would hold all sorts of ceremonies. Um, and so this story is set in one of those ceremonies um there was like a village dance they were celebrating it was a wonderful ceremony and then there was this eligible bachelor that just popped out of nowhere nobody knew where he was from but he was the most handsome and the tallest and the darkest so tall dark and handsome is a thing in africa like in this culture particularly uh and he was just like everybody all the girls like the most beautiful girls were just like their jaws were on the floor just looking at this dude he was like the hottest dude in that ceremony um and then they all fell over themselves at the end of the ceremony and just kind of followed him home he was charming and it was a very long way to go home and so how that worked out is um there was, I think there's like five girls that were like, hmm, I'm hoping. So they all followed him home and they were like kind of hoping that they would end up with him. And uh, one of the girls sort of when he was like jumping across like a stream, she saw like a weird thing. His hair flew up and she saw like, oh, I think he has a mouth on the back of his head. And she got freaked out and ran back to her village. So the story goes on and on about stuff like that, like each of the, like each girl would notice something um, and then just freak out and run back, except for one girl that was like bent on, like no matter what, she was going to end up with this guy. And I think the story ends up with this guy being an ogre, uh, O-G-R-E, so I don't know how I'm, like we, I'm supposed to say that word. Uh, I say ogre. Um, and 
I think she ended up being soup for the ogre who was a man eater. So, <laughs> um, I told that story to my husband and he thought it was pretty terrifying. Um, yeah. So what about you guys? What are some stories you hear from your culture that if you ever tell anyone, they find really scary and just very odd. Share, um, email me and, uh, let me know what you think and we can share your story, uh, in the next episodes. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. My email is grace.kisirkoi at moneysmartphd.com. I'm going to leave that on the show notes for you to find um, again. Thank you so much and we'll be back again soon. Bye. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, so Steve is joining us in the next segment. Um, Just sit tight and enjoy. Thank you, listeners. Hello, listeners. Uh, This is Grace again, and uh, my husband and I today are going to be comparing notes about our perspectives of um, the American sort of what kids enjoy. Like, I don't know what we call it, like folklore or kids songs or Marvel, (laughs) Disney, whatever, wherever that comes from. (laughs) Folklore slash popular culture. Slash popular culture. (laughs) Yeah versus the culture from african perspective yes. so yeah um we've got a lot of thoughts around this and uh we've got very divergent views <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah okay uh, you want to go ahead and start with uh uh gosh just a, a background of kenyan stories so you guys actually do um this was interesting you guys actually it's still like a verbal tradition like you were told these stories by your grandmother and uh you, you've kind of told me those stories and uh they always leave me a little scared uh, <laughs> <laughs> very interesting lessons are learned from them <laughs> yeah so uh traditionally um so kenya has very two different populations there's the rural population that's pretty subsistent like they farm they grow all their food the only thing they probably get from the um, the store is like salt and sugar. And so in that environment, there's still um, the grandparents that are sort of the, the heritage. They carry the wisdom of the society and they sort of teach kids and anybody who's growing um, into maturity. They teach them just like the general ways of being a decent human being in that environment <laughs> uh, we're gonna put quotes around decent human being <laughs> because uh, I, I the the one story that always sticks out is that uh these 
uh, a young man is helping an old woman uh, uh, cross the uh, the river, and uh, about halfway through, she like clings to him like a monkey or like a spider monkey, like digs her claws into him. Like she has claws in the story, right? Like she she suddenly develops claws. She suddenly develops claws. Yes. Yeah, and she doesn't come out, come off. Yeah, and she's just like stuck to him. And the the moral of the story apparently is, uh, you know, don't help old ladies across the river. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the moral to you. I actually I didn't think about it too much. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think for me, it's like when you mentioned it, that's when I thought about it. I was like, huh. Well, I don't know what to defend, how to defend that. But um, I think it just kind of was. One of those things you're supposed to watch your back, um, and sort of if somebody wants some kind asks you about certain questions or certain help, um, just thorough like fact check and be thorough. That's sort of what I can maybe say it means, but to be honest, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I cannot defend it. Um, it uh, probably, huh? Oh no! Sometimes those lessons I I don't understand. Uh, the the American one we have here that's kind of the same lines of I don't I don't get the lesson is uh, uh, folklore. Uh, John Henry, have you ever heard this story? Uh, John Henry, it uh, is uh, somebody who uh, digs tunnels with a sledgehammer or helps like build the railroads. Uh, I can't remember exactly precisely what he does, but he's he goes up against a machine, uh, like a tunneling machine, and uh, there's this big head-to-head competition between John Henry, who's can you know hammer away with two hammers at a time, and the machine, and he beats the machine, but then he has a heart attack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, wow. and and I, I never understood the the moral of that story. I, I guess you know hard work and uh, everything else, but I mean, I mean the guy who built the machine probably put a lot of hard work into building that machine, you know. <laughs> So I I don't understand that story, uh, but it's a very well known, like well traveled American folklore story. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of that story. I guess maybe what I can take from that is diversity in Kenya and each tribe. So think about like Black Panther, how there were different tribes and mm-hmm. they each had different cloth and languages. So it's pretty much the same in Kenya. We have forty two different languages, like literally. Like, my mom is Meru, my dad is Maasai, and they don't understand each other if they speak their language. So there's 42 different ones. I don't understand each other, they speak the same language. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's like each tribe has its own creation story, its own culture, and the things that, the norms and the sort of what they uphold, the values they uphold. And so even if you hear some of the stories they talk about, I think some tribes will say they like people to be clever. You know, we have similar stories to like the clever hare, the the rabbit that's clever and outruns the... No, actually it's different. I thought... So in, in some tribes, there's a clever hare, a rabbit that sort of tricks everyone and gets away with a lot of little mischiefs and ends up having um, resources over mm-hmm. others. Um, I think those tribes, uh, you can tell what certain tri- like different tribes uphold in terms of values. Mm-hmm. Um, and those tribes which tell a lot of stories where the hair comes ahead. It's like you guys have Mickey Mouse. Uh, well, this is actually a, a funny uh, a segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Mickey Mouse and a clever rabbit, um, mm-hmm. well, you know, we have like Bugs Bunny is kind of like the, the modern version, but there was a, a character called Br'er Rabbit. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like a, a well-traveled folklore story uh, back, I think, around the mid-1800s uh, mm-hmm. in the U.S. Um, but you don't really hear much about that anymore. And one of the reasons is because uh, Disney made a movie about Br'er Rabbit. Um, but it's called Song of the South. And it was a pretty big misstep for Disney because it said right after the slaves are freed in the South. And you can imagine all, like, the terrible connotations of, like, that movie being made in the 50s and the, uh, the 50s or 60s is when that movie was made. Uh, it's very uh, questionable uh, <laughs> movie. And so, you know, speaking of Mickey Mouse and, like, Br'er Rabbit, uh, Br'er Rabbit was kind of our version of, like, the clever rabbit that would uh, fool people and kind of come out ahead. Um, but... Uh, Disney kind of picked the the wrong time period to try to tell those stories. <laughs> now I feel like I need to watch it. Is it something I shouldn't watch? Like I'm curious. Uh, from a you know historical perspective, um, it, it's it's an interesting watch. It's interesting. Uh, okay. It, it it might offend you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'll give me some thoughts though. Uh, um, yeah, I think with your context, whatever you're providing, I'm and, and, curious. And maybe we we because I haven't seen it actually all the way through since I was very very little. Um, so maybe we, me and you, could watch it together and give our, our thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Because uh, it, it is uh, it's a very talked about uh, Disney movie, and you know people were kind of on the fence of whether it should be seen or not. But uh, mm-hmm. yes, it is uh, it is very steeped in uh, American folklore and kind of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, like I said, it has the story of the clever rabbit, so it's mm. probably adopted from African folklore. Is probably where uh. Br'er Rabbit came from. I don't know that for sure. I might just be speaking, uh, you know, hyperbolically. Mm. That'd be interesting to see that. Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah but I know. Um, so among those different forty-two tribes, some will uphold like you have to be like you have to be clever and get away with a few things and just kind kind of be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, but. In some other tribes, they don't like that and they think that he's being dishonest. And so you'll find that whatever uh, story they tell will be whoever is sort of the most honest and the most sort of, um, I don't know what, like what word. So the people who are straight and narrow and sticklers, they do the right thing. Mm-hmm. their stories will be telling that like that's the person that comes out ahead and alive <laughs> well i know and you mentioned this before of uh, a lot of the uh the tribes and their traits are kind of tied to the 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 role and the products they produce like the the meru are much more agricultural the maasai yes. are more cattle herders uh and the kikuyu are more of the business minded so i would imagine the kikuyu would probably be more geared towards the clever people yeah their stories are and, about like whoever's clever right and the mayor yeah. would probably be more geared towards like the agricultural would be honest. more toward the honesty yeah yeah fruit of the land you've got to be honest yeah mm. and um so the Maasai stories are usually about like cattle and you got so that is a symbol of being rich and having status like mm. lots of cattle um what you got in terms of uh, <laughs> that would be what you are um whoever gets rich would end up having lots of heads of cattle right yeah uh so i think that is reflected in a lot of those stories um and i know i've since learned since coming to the u.s how diverse the u.s is mm. but at the same time um tech culture basically has just 
combined everybody into having the same folklore in the US. Is that right? Or are there places where certain values are upheld more than others? Oh, uh, based on the stories we tell? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's a good point. Um, we, we, we still have tribalism, but we, we've kind of had like just a set folklore that goes back, um, you know, several years. So we're not getting into like pop culture, um, because that's getting much more personalized anyways. People are, are kind of have their own personal, like we're not really mm-hmm. bound by anything now. It's like, uh, it was a Bill Danton, his daughter is this huge Japanese anime fan. And, you know, so you don't really, you have a lot of options as far oh, as right, your, your right. culture goes uh, nowadays. But, uh, uh, like the, the American folklore that was well-traveled, um, you know, and that we had to like study in school and everything else. It, they were much more stories of, uh, everything was big in those stories. Um, they were very exaggerated, like people wrestling tornadoes. Uh, Paul Bunyan was a big giant lumberjack with a big blue ox and mm-hmm. like the people would like, like have pads of butter on their feet and skate around a skittle for, um, his griddle to make pancakes. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, these are these Gross. are these very like interesting stories, and the rest of them were kind of more geared towards um, like scary stories and mm. things like that. That's where there's some really fun folklore in the U.S. But uh, you know, we were a relatively young country, so we just kind of took all the folklore from uh, Europe and you know brought it over. So we have a lot of like the grim fairy tales and things mm. like those, and. You know, the, the key takeaway there is just don't go in the woods. And, you know, <laughs> the joke Norma Dowd always tells, like, oh, nothing good ever happens in the woods. <laughs> uh, Unless you're Goldilocks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another story. That's I, don't, another... I don't get the moral of, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. get that. But, I mean, Amani, our, our son is called Amani. He loves uh, the book about the Goldilocks and the bears. He's always pointing at the bear's eyes and noses. Yeah. <laughs> He likes he the, Goldilocks. the little trail of the smell. He follows the, the trail of the smell to yeah. Goldilocks' nose, yeah. But each time I read that book to him, I'm like, I don't know what, I, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, some of those stories are just, yeah. I, I get like, uh, well, there are like, uh, you know, other than just the stories about like over-exaggeration of, um, you know, big people doing amazing things, um, I, I guess there is kind of a work ethic um, that's ingrained there. Like the little red hen is there. The three oh, little pigs. Little red hen. <laughs> you know, the three little pigs who like each build a house, and the one who works the hardest on his house, and, you know, survives and doesn't get eaten by the wolf. And... That's also really, really odd. Like, how young does a kid first? So, what's what's the first time you hear that three pigs? Like, oh, if you don't have a good house, you're gonna eat, get eaten by the fox. It's like. <laughs> Just very jarring. <laughs> well, he's he's a wolf, but it doesn't really like. Uh, well, the yeah, you know, we've kind of toned down those stories. Like, a lot of the 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 grim fairy tales, uh, like you know, they weren't they were from like, like the late eighteen hundreds. Um, uh, they they're they're pretty terrible. Like a lot of bad stuff happens in those. <laughs> so we, we've kind of toned them down, and you know, the little pigs don't get eaten. They just kind of run to their big brother's house or little brother's uh... house. I'm not sure. The order of the brothers, but um, the 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 moral of that one is just that uh, the one brother worked really hard and built a nice house, and uh, you know mm-hmm. was prepared for the the wolf. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we do have some um, 
like we've compiled certain kinds of cultures as well uh we have this thing so we have some arabic influence in kenya yeah. uh, especially along the coast uh, mm -hmm. arabic indian we have like lots of those different um people who immigrated to kenya a long time ago before colonialism or maybe during i don't know i need to check my history <laughs> um and uh in all of that we have um some of their stories so i don't know if you have if you know about abu nuasi you, you've told me you mentioned abu nuasi yeah so uh people on the coast also uphold being clever Mm -hmm. um they like to chill they make delicious food they just you know happy people community they are not like they don't like being rushed so, so even some of the sayings like haraka haraka haina baraka which means hurry hurry has no blessing like just relax and just take your time no rush you know no pressure like they don't want to be pressured mm -hmm. they just don't want to be rushed <laughs> and um there's also a story that's kind of in that culture and it's, it combines the Swahili culture and um, the Arabic culture um, and one of the funniest story I thought was hilarious is um, Abu Nuasi borrows a pot and then um, when he returns the pot he returns it with like a smaller pot and then he says oh yeah your pot got a baby and the guy who had gave, gave this guy like gave Abu Nuasi the pot is really excited and is like wow interesting like even though he knows there's no way the pot will like give birth to a smaller pot like he's mm. like well I get something extra right. and so the next time Abu Nuasi borrows his he gets both of them and he's like maybe he'll return more uh -huh. and then Abu Nuasi never returns it and then when the guy who borrowed who sent gave him the pots um goes to confront him where are my pots like you uh, you borrowed it and you're not returning it he's like well sorry they died so it's like if you can accept that they like it gave birth like the pot gave birth then <laughs> right. you should accept that it died and so abu Nasi ended up taking this guy's pot and the baby so, to <laughs> so it's like um he, there's lots of stories like that Hekaya those are kind of more like uh and here they those would be kind of more like jokes uh there's a lot of jokes that are well traveled in the u.s uh, like really long tell jokes they're mm -hmm. kind of like that they, they're almost like little short stories on themselves uh... and I, I, there was a book my cousin had told me about a while back uh, about the philosophy of these jokes like a person collected all these jokes and would start the chapter by telling the joke and then they would actually go into like what it actually means mm -hmm. um so yeah and um there are some really great joke tellers in the u.s um not just like stand-up comedians but people mm -hmm. who can actually tell these jokes so my cousin would he would memorize these jokes and he would never tell it the same way twice you know mm -hmm. they're always like really long drawn out kind of you know waiting for the punchline type of jokes so yeah those are interesting the uh the the one folklore story that uh, you you've told me that stuck with me because you know we I had to go to Kenya to like you know get married or yeah to get the blessing from your family was the the story of the guy who comes to another tribe to marry or like he comes shows up to a wedding for another tribe and he's like this big fancy looking guy and mm -hmm. he's and uh, the woman leaves with him to. I guess go to the other tribe and she finds like teeth under his hair or like his his hair flops up and down and she sees like a, a mouth under his his hair, right? 
And that that's the, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the moral of that story is. I just remember the, the teeth under the hair. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Another, another moral of the story was like, don't trust strangers or don't like, <laughs> don't, don't marry outside your tribe, you know. That, 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 that's the lesson I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I'm uh, in trouble. That one, I can, that one I can explain. I think that one means... I think they trusted me because I don't have any hair, so they know that I'm not hiding a, a mouth uh, under my head. You have zero hair. I have zero hair. You, you so. cannot hide the mouth. Right. There's no so, teeth. <laughs> this, this guy was a random stranger. He just showed up. And so I think the moral of the story is don't rush to marry the like the person who's shiny and like the best looking and just like the new thing on the block and nobody knows his family nobody knows anything about him because mm. you never know what you're getting yourself into it's kind of like the american saying of you're better off with the devil you know than an angel you don't know so right. it's similar to like just first learn what you're getting yourself into <laughs> but yeah that story is basically like he shows up at a celebration he's this like very handsome dude and he's like the hottest there all the girls want him <laughs> and then a bunch of girls follow him back home he's charming and mm. then one one by one they start to see like weird disturbing traits like when he jumps off to cross a river uh his hair flops up and somebody sees a mouth at the back of his head and another sees like a weird eye at the back of his head like they keep seeing things that are like wow that's odd I've never <laughs> one. and then there's this one girl who sticks around and ends up being in his in his soup he's an ogre do you say ogre or OG? uh ogre no 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 ogre yes <laughs> <laughs> okay he, he was like he turns into this monster and he's a big ogre man eating and like yeah like oh she should have known what she was getting herself into (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Yeah. i think that's it's yeah i I can see how you would be like what What does that mean but it actually is sort of get uh, understand what you're getting yourself into and don't go with like the newest sort of coolest looking thing (laughs) on the block yeah yeah do you have a saying similar to that um about not marrying ogres (laughs) <laughs> like ogres are the new thing because uh, Shrek was an ogre and so like no uh, way. Shrek is cute yeah he married yeah. a fellow ogre though. He, he did marry a fellow ogre yes um do we have a saying about uh or even a story similar to like um study something before you jump into it oh uh gosh what would be that one um Never look a gift horse in the mouth. No, I don't know if that would really. Oh, I, that's weird. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I think the lesson there is is slightly different. Uh, you know, if somebody gives you a horse, don't check its teeth because <laughs> it's probably not the best horse. I'm not really sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just accept something graciously. Yeah, but I'm not sure if, if it's that... a free gift. Right, but I'm not sure how that applies to okay. ogre marriage. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's specific on that one. Um, is there, is there like a scary folklore story that you can think of? Because the the one that sticks out in my mind because we were talking about this earlier in the day um, it was a Halloween um, that my my family, my family, my cousins, and everybody um, they would my aunts were telling us a story of the pig man it was a pig man that lived in the town and he's half man half pig, uh, 
And, uh, you know, not only did they, they tell us the story and scare the, the crap out of us, they actually took us to the house where they told us where he lived, like, you oh. know, in the middle Whoa. of the night. Yeah, yeah. They, they drove us out to this really abandoned, scary-looking farmhouse in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at this point, we're just terrified because we're not very old at this, you know. <laughs> like, this is the house. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I get what they're going for, but I think that was a little too much. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys have any scary ones like that? Because uh, I think we had like that. I I don't know if the Headless Horseman was created by Washington Irving or if that was actually a folklore story that he adopted. But yeah. Oh, Headless Horseman. Okay, I've seen. I think that was a movie I we saw with you, and it was like, terrible. It was pretty scary. Oh yeah, you watched uh, Sleepy Hollow. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh! There, there, there's I a Disney cartoon that's a little about. easier to watch, but just terrible. Uh, I think the things that I used to, like, something I used to think was scary was stories about ogres. They they would be all over the place. Like the there's always something. If you do something wrong, an ogre will get you. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, it was always sort of something that would explain some, like what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Because you'd get in trouble and you'd get eaten by an ogre. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. That, like, I don't know. It was one of those things, like, fairies. When, you, when you're when you young, you actually think maybe they exist, you know? <laughs> right. But, oh, that's another thing. Like, mm. the American tradition of, like, Christmas and gift giving and um, sort of that whole season. Uh-huh. Um. It's very it's very different in Kenya. At least the way I I grew up, it like while we have Christmas, we would just go to the rural areas. Oh. Like well, we, we could we could probably save like the differences in holiday celebration for another another episode. <laughs> another, okay, that's a whole that's a whole whole that's a whole another, thing. Yeah, that that's a whole another road to go down. Uh, but uh, one thing we can wrap up on is uh, I saw recently a large proportion. And this this came because I was watching a movie today about Iceland. Uh, well, for our movies about Iceland. Uh, not about Iceland, but it takes place in Iceland. Um, but there's a large proportion of people in Iceland that believe in elves. Like the, not, not just you know, the, the concept of them, but that they actually are real. Okay, so explain again elves to me, because that's also a foreign phenomenon. So are they supposed to be like tiny witches? Uh, I don't know the, the exact interpretation that that they have in Iceland, but uh, uh, here um, they here they take on a lot of different forms. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it really depends. It goes from you know tiny people that help make shoes all the way up to immortal warriors from uh, like Tolkien's <laughs> mythology uh. of elves. They're very you know glorious looking. You know, people that never age and. <laughs> Tolkien, that's isn't that Russian? Uh, Tolkien. Yeah. I don't Tolkien know. was uh, English. English. Yes, okay. uh, Lord of the Rings. So, so the interpretation of elves is wide open. Um, yeah. So. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's. I think that's a good place to stop, and we can. There's so much more we can. <laughs> sure. Uh, dig yeah. in, but uh, I think that. Like we've outlined uh, a couple more episodes of watching Song of the <laughs> South and like getting our immediate reaction to that. <laughs> And then, um, yes, and we could watch, uh, or not watch, uh, but uh, dig into holidays. So, yeah, great. All right. Thank you, listeners.
Um, join us again next time.